0: Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for martial arts conversations since 2005. Karate Cafe is sponsored by Piranha Gear. Visit piranagear.com for all your martial arts equipment needs. And now, here's your hosts, Paul Wilson and Dan Williams.
1: Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Karate Cafe. I am your co-host, I guess, Paul Wilson, as you all know, and just one small low line kick. Away is Dan Williams. Dan, how are you today? Good, good. How are you? Uh, just happy to be here. Happy to be part of the team. We've got right. uh, a, a, a nice little show today. We've got some um, some uh, I was almost said viewer <laughs> some some listener uh, email and uh, and a private message actually, and uh, then we're going to talk about uh, my wonderful adventure into uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I heard, yeah, I, I heard jaw, jaws drop like all over the place. Like what? <laughs> and, uh, but, but we can talk about that uh, And uh, but just uh, some, some quick things I just I checked right before uh, we came out from the green room here at the Massive Karate Cafe Studio and I saw that for, uh, for the last month we've had a thousand downloads which is pretty good I think considering we took a whole other month off and we were kind of spotty and we only had I think what two since then? one, two episodes?
2: yeah we, we haven't had a whole lot of action
1: yeah, so uh, so a thousand downloads is pretty good, and uh, uh, um, and so thank you, thank you guys for downloading it, uh, and thank you guys for uh, listening. I mean, you know, you can listen or not, but downloading it is great because that, that pumps the numbers <laughs> up. And uh, and and for the first time ever, uh, our fine sponsor Bill over at Piranha Gear, he actually asked me. He said, you know, how how many downloads do you guys get? And so, you know, I had to tell him, well, you know, the numbers are kind of skewed. You know, last year or whatever, when we were in our heyday, we had a lot more downloads. And since we've kind of got off our pace for, like, say, the last few years, uh, <clears throat> we you know are trying to get it back together. So, uh, but a thousand, I think, is pretty good. So, Bill, if you're listening, uh, they, you know, we got a thousand this month, and you know, we're just going to try and keep the, get those numbers up. Uh, and if you're listening and you want to buy some stuff, remember, go to Prana Gear, and you can uh, tell him we sent you, and that way he knows that. He's getting a good return on his, uh, his massive investment. That's right. Because it, it's hard keeping uh, Dan in, uh, in Learjets and uh, Crystal.
2: Well, you know, there's a price to be paid for talent.
1: That's right. Uh, and are you willing to pay <laughs> that? Can you buy some, please? <laughs> That's not right. <clears throat> uh, anyway, so let's uh, start off by opening up the uh, Karate, Cave, Karate Cafe virtual uh, mailbag. Make some sort. Of, I don't know what, what would be the sound of a virtual mailbag. Uh, uh, there is not one. That's but, a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. So let's uh, open it up, which is, means I'm actually going to open up the email. Uh, it's <clears throat> from a, a listener who, apparently, a recent listener uh, named Robert out of Chicago. I will omit the last name because he, you know you know whatever uh cyber stalking he starts it off paul and dan which is a great way to start off talking about our show first off love the show uh i've just taken to listening to your podcast which have helped me fight through the long slogs known as chicago rush hour traffic uh and so that's another great thing i mean that's one of the reasons why i, we, I try and post the shows kind of in the morning so you can pull it down and listen to it on your uh, on your way in and uh, and then sit down and, and Fire off. And by the way, so he sent us an email. So he sent it to ParadeCafe at gmail.com, which we uh, like people to email us at. Uh, anyway, he says, uh, the thoughtful, even-handed discussion of various martial arts lifestyle and cultural topics gives me a deeper perspective on my own martial arts practice. Aw. Well,
2: that's good.
1: Thanks, Robert. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what we want to do. I mean, uh, you know, Dan knows everything, and I know a few things. And so, one of the things we like to talk about is we like you know this is this is our impression. This is you know the, the opinions expressed in this show are solely the uh, opinions of us two, two idiots. Yeah, and, and take they, they it with a huge grain <laughs> of soy sauce. Um, but I mean, but that's what it's for. It's to like you know just get you thinking about. And we talked about it um, before in some previous shows about going to seminars and stuff from different styles and. And we'll talk about it uh, more about my BJJ adventure from the beginning. That's one of the things that we talked about on this show was, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, the concepts and stuff transmit, but also some of just the basic training and and just the uh, approaches and stuff to martial art training is the same, that you and I kind of have the same, uh, everybody really kind of has the same experiences to some degree. Well,
2: yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, from From what I've seen, it, it's that i've I've taken a bunch of styles and things like that. and really, it's it's all about getting people to essentially the same place. it's um, it's kind of this idea of, boy, I, I could go to school to be an architect, and each every single school is going to have a different curriculum and teach you in a different way and have different books that you read from. And it's it's all going to be a a very different approach, but they're all trying to get you to the same place. And I think when you see people talk about, well, uh, this style or that style, when you put them in the ring, they all look very similar. And... I think, well, that's true to some degree, not, I I mean, I I think, for example, if I see a Wing Chun guy in the ring, I can see the Wing Chun and his techniques, but at the same time, uh, if, if a particular style gets you there faster, uh, than another style, or if, you know, it's, it, it, they all have different goals, but they're all kind of trying to reach the same place, so... This technique or that technique, and I may I may kick I may kick with the ball on my foot, and you may kick with the heel of your foot. But it's all about you know kicking somebody <laughs> when it comes down to it. Right, right. So all of the concepts um, are are kind of the same,
1: right? Yeah, and so and that's kind of the thrust of this this whole uh, you know, podcast and all that is to to help us all as martial artists get past all the crap and you know actually talk about. Our training and whatnot. Um, anyway, so uh, his second uh, set of questions, his next paragraph, was about some technical issues with the, uh, the um, some of the shows. And somebody else pointed out on our Facebook page that some of the episodes were not downloadable. And it turns out that they're just not there. The link's there. I don't know where the episodes have gone. Uh, they were the minisodes, and the minisodes are pretty much just me. So, I mean, how important could that possibly be? But I'll, I'll, try, and fi- I'll try and find those and get them back on there. And uh, the ones that are missing that are full episodes are probably in the archive, and I need to set those up. Uh, one of the things that, you know, if I can ever keep my keep my ducks in a row, is I, I try, want to try and roll out older episodes and, you know, kind of rotate those out. So that way people who, like Robert, are just catching up can kind of get some of the older stuff and then... And then come back and you know, kind of work the way Well, things. and you know,
2: maybe if uh, if we miss a few weeks, we can do reruns as well. That might be kind of fun. Oh, yeah, that's
1: not a bad idea. Like, hey, we're lazy, let's just post a new show. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Uh, well, and
2: as we were just talking about, you know, I think the the most of the concepts are also timeless, too. You know, when, when you talk about different ways to, to help you as an instructor or different ways to help you as a student or... You know, whatever it might be, um, we're really talking about stuff that <laughs> it's not like it changes from from year to year.
1: That's true. Our 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 knowledge is timeless. That's right. That's right. We'll play. played. Uh, anyway, so it says, how can I get access to the older episodes? And and Robert, that's how. Um, uh, I'll probably just email him back and let him know that. But uh, I'm going to talk to you right now, specifically to you, Robert from Chicago, because we'll try and uh, straighten those out, and we'll try and get better about getting those episodes, the older episodes. Uh, back out and then further he says um, uh, he says my other personal question has to do with growth as a martial artist and that's what we're talking about. It says I've been dabbling in the staples of internal kung fu for a bit uh, and it's all a Chinese words so it's Zing ji Qin, Tai Chi quan. That's well, so what they're, they're, you know. Hey, I don't do them. So I mean, I know, I know the, the three biggies, and that's about it, right? It says, and I've come that's to a right. point where my curiosity about my own art and techniques have left me looking for answers beyond just what my seafood tells me. Have either of you experienced anything similar? Is this a natural progression, or is this a sign of a lack of being frivolous? I'd love to get your take okay. on it.
2: Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, so it's it's singing tai chi and and bagua by the
1: way. Yeah, okay, whatever. What is that? How you spell bagua? Okay. Well, that's it's bagua
2: zhang, but it's bagua.
1: Okay, whatever, hipster. You know, whatever, um, martial hipster. Yeah, well, I've, I've seen it spelled different ways, but not that way. So. uh there you go so obviously I'm not the guy to be talking to huh Robert um, but yeah I, I mean I think that's our natural progression I mean I think there's I think so too I think there's a certain point where you know I, I covered it in, like everything else in, a, in an older show where yeah, I was having breakfast with my sensei one day uh, and we were going to a seminar and we were talking about whatever we hadn't actually seen each other in a few months and, and whatnot and I don't know I said something about you know like oh but you're the sensei he goes no no you're the sensei now you know, because I had my own school, uh-huh. to the fourth degree. You know, it's kind of one of those things where I've kind of been, you know, detached and I'm off, and I've been, and, and I've been, you know, training kind of off of my own and out in the wilderness a little bit and other stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a it's natural progression of you know, you move past maybe necessarily, and and there's also there's variables like I mean, there are people, there are guys and gals, I guess, who will open up schools. And they'll open up the school, and the school will be – there'll be a second or third degree, you know, relative uh, martial artist. You know, relatively young, I guess, in the martial arts, depending on, on your on your system. Second or – first or second or third degree or something like that. And, you know, after a couple, three years, their students are firsts as well. So they're – you know, if, if, if they're, you know, relatively young in, in the martial arts and their instructor – as relatively young as an instructor or on the instructor side or the instructor level, you know, there's a chance that, you know, your students will catch up to you, you know, because yeah. and, and, and there's maybe concepts or, or, or things that you don't know or, or you cannot apply or, or whatever that may you know, it, that it may move on. So, um, so yeah, I've, I've kind of experienced the same thing as far as, Like I don't think I've 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 out outpaced my sensei. Uh, I still think I have things to learn from him, and I mean, uh, but one of the things that 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 I did learn from him is I learned how to go explore it on my own, kind of sort of thing. Yeah, I I think about it thoughtfully.
2: Well, and that's the thing is I think that it's it's always important to get a different perspective, and if if nothing else, um, going somewhere else gives you a larger perspective. So it's it's important to I mean I guess I I would think that's true of of any walk of life and that uh if you know if if your instructor says they have all the answers then that's <laughs> that's a red flag right there. And yes. if 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 they don't then you obviously need to seek elsewhere. Uh, for those answers, and sometimes you don't even know the question, kind of thing. But it's um, it's just a matter of getting perspective. I know that I've had I, I've had burnout more times than I can count, and I've been disillusioned more times than I can count. And it's just it's one of those it's it's a natural progression of what you're doing is to say, well, I know there's so much else out there that it doesn't it doesn't seem like I'm getting everything and as we've talked about so many times you can't you one system cannot cover everything and I know that there's a lot that try Um, but for the most part what those people do is they they cover a little bit of everything so you get a real a real surface smattering well essentially what you get is you get the the parts and pieces that whoever created that martial art said are important and whether that's good, bad, or otherwise, that's that's what you end up getting. Um, so you, you don't get any depth. So then, you know, even somebody doing something like that, like that particular style, may say, you know, I wanna, I want to experience what it means to do something for five years consistently and have the same style. I know that 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 was true for me when I I hopped around a lot. Um, I ended up wanting to dive deeper into something and wanting to commit to one thing. And even if I didn't believe in every technique, or even if I didn't, you know, say, gee, this makes a whole lot of sense to me. And uh, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where it's a different way of experiencing the same thing. So I, I would, I would encourage anybody that is questioning or wondering, um, to, to to go down and and study something else for a while you know there's i don't think there's anything wrong with it i don't think there's any betrayal behind it um and especially some of the what i what i would call good support arts which in my opinion are things like tai chi which uh he's obviously already taken but uh aikido is another good one i like judo a lot Um, and, and jujitsu is a good one if, if you're into the groundwork. Um, but I like those because like, especially judo, it, it trains your body to think a different way, if that makes any sense. Um, and I, I felt like I just took a little bit of judo for a little while and I felt like my, my emotions were more solid and, um, my stances were, were more grounded, uh, in my base art as well, so I think that it's it's good all the way around, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Well, I'm reading the the email again, and it said, uh, it says, uh, "My curiosity about my own art and techniques so left me looking answers beyond what my seafood tells me." And so that's that's kind of where I was going with the, you know, I I, I don't know anything about his instructor. Instructor may be 80 years old and may have been doing this forever, uh, but it, you know, there's I, there's also a you know instructor rut where you know, you kind of get used to teaching it a thing in a certain way. It's like I was explaining the other day with my kids' class. I'm so used to saying fighting in a phone booth. And, you know, they don't know what a phone booth is. Well, if you're so used to saying, you know, you do this because your chi is flowing this way and blah. And that may be your default answer. And it works pretty much for everybody, but maybe that doesn't connect with a particular student. Or, 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 you know, honestly, like, I mean, and I'll tell everybody, I'm not that good at sparring. Which, so people can, you know, say... That Take that for what it is. Yeah, yeah, you're a junk martial artist because you can't spar. Well, no, I disagree because the whole point of, you know, karate is not sparring. But that's neither here nor there. That's, that, that's a different road of hope.
2: Um, well, and that's that's the goals discussion that we've had. Right, yeah. The time.
1: <laughs> and, and so, you know, the, the argument there is, okay, well, so, but I see the merits of it and whatever. So if someone really wants to learn how to spar really well... Then, like, when I was in Dallas, we had a black belt that was training with us that came from one of our other schools, and he was a great spot. He fought really well, and I was like, mm, that's who you want to go, you know, if you want to work on stuff and work on fighting <laughs> drills, he's the guy to go to for that.
2: Right. You know? right. Then, you then, need a, then you need a coach.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like, fine, like if you want to, you know, I, I, can't, I can't dive too deeply on that. I can look at it and say some things that I think might be uh, something to focus on, but… I actually can't help you. I mean, I can't really, you know. Well, you're not you're not a specialist, right? You know, it's, and, and I'm not that enthused by it, so I'm not going to dive that deeply into it. But you know, so but then within the federation or within the school, you know, if you have enough senior students, there should be somebody who's like they're really good at forms, you know. Maybe they really understand the form better. Maybe even arguably better than the instructor because the instructor maybe isn't that deep on. Doesn't care. Doesn't. You know. I mean.
2: It's not their focus.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, they, they understand it and they understand it from their own you – know, from the instructor angle and how to get the information across. But maybe there's just some component of it that somebody else understands a little bit better. So I, I, I would say uh, you know, don't, don't despair. If you have the resources within your, within your school, you know, follow us up. Ask some other students. Maybe do another study group with your other students to try and maybe hash this out yourself. Uh, go see if you can train with somebody who teaches the same style, but you know, is maybe from a brother or sister school or something like that, you know?
2: Yeah. Or, or, or go do something completely different.
1: Yeah. You cause, know, cause I mean, sh- could, shake it up. Yeah. I mean, you, cause you'll see like when I did Tai Chi, Tai Chi really helped my karate. And, uh, you know, it's, it, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. It's no one got mad. Yeah, It's not something I pursue. It's not something I really even train on anywhere near regularly. But it's still something that I hold as, a, as an important tool in my toolbox to help me understand things. So, uh, anyway, so uh, Robert, that was a really great uh, email, and uh, I really appreciate you sending that.
2: Yeah, and you know what? I mean, I think that uh, you know, listening to this podcast is probably a, a good way to, you know, you can you can explore your style, or you can explore the martial arts, and you just have to decide what you know what your desire is and if if your desire is to be a a stylist then you should stay with your style if your desire is to be a well-rounded martial artist then you you need to you need to expand your horizons to more than just a single style
1: yeah and i mean of course yeah definitely you know listen to the podcast because we're awesome and stuff and, well uh, and uh, and you know donate at uh you know Cardicafe.com or buy stuff or, at Cardicafe.com/slash Amazon or, or go sign up for the Dojo Manager at or the Dojo, Dojo Manager.com. Or sign, yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. or put those things. It. That, that actually signing up for the Dojo Manager will make your training so much better. Just from, that's right. Just, just just from logging in. So that, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah. So great. And then so we also got I asked got, I got a private message and also uh, Robert. Um, you can join the forums, but which would be kind of good to kind of look back at the, the history of stuff. Uh, but also go to our Facebook page and uh, you can join up there and put the question out to our various and sundry members there on the Facebook page. If you know, if yes. if, if Facebook lasts. I don't know. I don't know maybe a fly, flash in the pan. Um, yeah, I don't know. And speaking of Facebook, I got a private message from uh, our good friend – Good old friend, uh, Des Peraz, uh, who ran, runs the Applied um, Karate podcast, which is a pretty good podcast. He's down in Australia and uh, he he put forth this. Uh, hey, Paul. Enjoyed the last latest podcast. Thank you very much, Des. And it says, a related topic I would be interested And this was uh, talking about our, our last one about travel and, and whatnot. Uh, a related topic would I would be interested in is how you maintain your training when you're at sea. Speaking to you in your capacity as a former U.S. Navy type, and asking in my capacity as a serving Australian Navy type, Des, first of all, on behalf of Australia, thank you for your service, uh, and uh, and thank you for having you know bars on your ship. It was always great when the Aussies came into came into town. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, they got bars on board. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I really think that we, that uh, we're lacking in that. Um, but anyway, yeah, as, as many of you may recall, I used to be in the Navy and I was on a submarine. And uh, as far as I know, I'm the only person. I, I can't be the only person, but the only person that I've ever heard of that did kata over a functioning nuclear reactor. And uh, because that was really kind of the only open space on the boat to do like kata on, like, like right. Uh, and, and I got permission from the CO, so nobody gave me crap. But uh, you know on a submarine, I, I assume he's probably on a surface ship. Uh, and that's probably a little bit better. Um, I know our, our, our regional uh, director here in Texas, he used to be in the Navy and he was on a surface ship and he trained with guys all the time. because uh, surface ship has a much larger population of people. So there's probably other martial artists, uh, there that you can train with. Uh, and uh, like for me on the boat, uh, sometimes I would go down to, um, the torpedo room and so it had kind of long straight runs and i practiced nahanshi kata which anyone who does nahanshi knows it's you know basically in a horse stance and you're moving left and right and doing stuff so that was pretty easy to do um i would uh and being in a submarine it was pretty tight so for my for my system it's kind of good because again we fight in a phone booth <laughs> and right. if, you, if you were born prior to uh, you know 1970 or something like that. uh anyway and <laughs> so uh I, tight cornering. I actually would kind of think about that sometimes about like, well, we would have our repel border drills and stuff like that. And I would have to think about, okay, how am I going to apply what I know in here? Um, so, uh, but, uh, I, I, I want to see if we can get, uh, Des maybe on try and figure out the time zones and so we can get him on. So he and I can kind of talk about this. Um, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, but, maybe, uh, yeah, maintain your training. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we had, uh, exercise bikes and rowing bikes and stuff like that kind of stuffed and stuck in corners and stuff like that. But from a martial arts standpoint, you know, sometimes you need room. Uh, and oh, yeah. my, my big thing would be, you know, like, you can always, almost always practice blocks and punches. There's almost always enough room for that. And then, um, you know, it's footwork. You can practice maybe some little footworks and stuff like that. Uh, probably like, you know, for, uh, you know, our Wing Chun brethren, Danny, I mean, we can do, you know, all the sticking oh, and yeah. stuff. Because that doesn't take up a lot of room, right?
2: Oh no! I mean, essentially, you're, I mean, you, you know, you could decide to do it however you want, but uh, yeah, you could you, you could almost do that in a phone booth. So <laughs> um, okay. it's again, and it you know, it's one of those things where I've seen um, where you can do a, a form standing in the same place, and for every foot motion, just swap your feet and so there's there's different ways you can do it and different ways you can try things to make it work for where you're at uh and i th- I think that that's a good way to kind of um experiment with stuff as well because you might you might discover things uh notice things that that you haven't before so again it's it's all about experimenting
1: yeah you know it's it, it. I do that actually quite a bit as well. Just you know, instead of stepping, I just shift my feet. And I mean, you're really mm-hmm. just you're just kind of maintaining. It's not like you're, you know, really ramping up. So you can you can pick concepts and stuff and just kind of run with that. Uh, I think pretty pretty well. You know, and just sitting here thinking about it, I I remember one day I was in the birthing spaces. You know, so there's all the racks are like three or four high, and it's just you know barely shoulder width apart, you know, maybe a couple inches on either side, and anyway, we had this guy, we called him Lumpy, because he worked out all the time, and he was had a lot of muscles, and he was kind of short, so he had like lumps of muscle everywhere, and he'd like tackled me one day, <laughs> and, and just, uh, you know, he like, boom, and, and we went down, and he picked me up, and put me on the deck, and you know, he's on top, and, and whatnot, and, uh, and I was kind of like, oh, well this is interesting, because there's I can't do uh, relative to the topic we're going to talk about here in a second. Uh, the BJJ thing about you know one of the things that that we had talked about was you know shifting your hips and getting you know your legs and stuff away from them to kind of and square up on them and stuff like that. Uh, or it, but you couldn't do that because there was just yeah. no room to move. You know in an arc. And it. So, that's right. So it was like some of that stuff is like you know okay well this is out now this is out now this is you know what can I do what can I do what can I do, which which kind of when you, when you come to training, and, you know, I guess it comes also down to sparring and stuff like that, is, like, there's things that have to get thrown out the window for the uh, the context of what you're doing. You know, so – and then the other thing is, like, well, but now I have other things to do. Like, there's – his head's really close to, you know, metal bunks that I can drive that into. And mm-hmm. that, so, you know, that situational awareness, I guess, is probably another uh, good, good aspect to maintain some sort of training is to think about, like, okay, if something were to happen here – what can I do? And if you have the wherewithal to, you know, you know lay down or stand, you know, climb on something, whatever, you know, they kind of frown on you doing weird stuff like that. Because uh, <laughs> sure enough, I was in there doing kata, and the chief came wandering from uh, the engineering spaces, He's just like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, I, oh, hey, really? Yeah, I was like, hey, CEO said I could do it. Um, anyway, but uh, and so, yeah, there, there are challenges to that, and I think it's probably more of a focus on just small incremental things and maybe like I'm going to go get a big workout and do all my kata. So, but yeah, but we're going to see if we can get uh, Des on the show because yeah, he, he has a great podcast. And he's a really nice guy and we've chit chatted a lot before. So, uh, we could talk more on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so one of our other topics that was, uh, all my, uh, all the input that we had, um, for, for the last show and, and in general. So thank you, Des. And thank you, uh, Robert. Uh, my interesting thing that happened to me was I had a co-worker, or I have a co-worker, uh, who came into town to work. He's going to be coming in like uh, basically every other month or something like that. And he's a purple belt in uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, a helson Gracie's um, uh, lineage. And a uh, really nice guy. And we talk about martial arts and stuff. Anyway, so he came to town. He's like, yeah, man, I'd love to come over to your school and we can work out. And I said, sure. So we broke out the mats in, uh, Tuesday night and last night. We, you know, And I told him, I said, like, yeah, you know, as a system, we're, you know, not uncomfortable being close and we're not uncomfortable being on the ground, but we don't want to stay there for any length of time. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's so, but I was like, you know, how about some, you know, escapes and some, some chokes and stuff like that. So uh, off we went and uh, it, it was a great class. I mean, there's uh, one of the things that, that we talked about, you know, after about halfway through the class was I would just start pointing out all concepts like he was talking about, you know, having three points of of, of control, of three anchor points on somebody, you know, okay. having a foot, oh, yeah. and a hand, and maybe and you know other hand, you know. And I was like, well, that, that's what we do, you know, we do that on our right. activity, we do that on our joint loss, we do whatever. And then, you know, he's talking about um, core strength and, and moving, using your body weight to move them around and stuff. And I'm like, do we do that too, you <laughs> know. And so, yep. he, and he actually said, wow, you you guys like pick up really quick because we did ch- chokes you know and so uh, i said well, we don't really do chokes but we understand it you know we do arm locks and, and and you know cranks and, and we do some some chokes anyway so we went through all that and so it was just it was a really great time to kind of talk with someone else and you know and i and i kept it fully in context so i was like you know we're not we're not punching each other we're not kicking each other uh and so um and it was a great workout oh my gosh i, I we, oh, he, he, I
2: can't. Uh, yeah, he,
1: he and I were rolling, and I just gassed out. I, I think I haven't, I haven't had a chance to, to really debrief him on, on how he think thought I did, but uh, and it seemed like it went for you know five minutes, but it was probably like two minutes. Uh, <laughs> but he, you know, we, we we rolled, and I was like, hey, I'm not doing too bad. He hasn't ch- totally choked me out. Of course, he was probably just toying, uh-huh. toying with me, right? For, but yeah, uh, and because he he really knows his stuff, and he's an assessment instructor at, at his school, and uh, he. Um, uh, it's a pretty good instructor. He's he, very plain, and he likes to have a good time, and he's very relaxed and whatnot. But uh, we went at it, and we were doing stuff, and I thought I was doing pretty good, and then, and then I just I gasped out. I was just I just couldn't do anything. Yeah. More. I just tapped. I, he didn't even, he didn't even have me to hold or anything. I just tapped because I was done. You know, just it was so much work, and you know, I I'll keep-
2: tell you what, I I genuinely think um, from from all of the different styles I've experienced and all the fights I've seen and things like that that that's that's got to be one of the the biggest factors um in, in sparring and and match fighting and things like that is that the guy that the guy that gases out first is he's <laughs> it's it, he's always gonna lose because it is really really I mean even if you suck uh if you can defend yourself if you can if you can pull a rope a dope and defend yourself for 5 minutes even two sometimes right um the other guy is just going to say I I'm done I'm exhausted I can't I can't I can't even uh you know I can't even hold my arms up to defend myself anymore and and there you go you're all set yeah. <laughs> so if if you can cover up and wait him out um then oftentimes that's that's the fastest way to win.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, 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 did all that. And then, so then last night, uh, <clears throat> we had class and he came back and I said, okay, let's, let's talk about some of your stuff relative to our stuff, like how we would apply. Like, so, um, you know, we did like, uh, you know, a, a guillotine a, a, or a, a standing headlock kind of thing, you know? And, uh, we did it from there. And so we did some take it from there. And then what we would do, you know, as a follow or, or whatever, and uh, we did like some, some hair grabs, and we did like, some chokes up against the wall, and we all did it relative to, yeah. I was okay, well, we do this, and we will do this, and like so, if they're pushing this way, well, then we'll accept that energy and throw. So uh, it, it was a, it was a pretty good. I, I was still keeping it kind of of um, uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu centric because I kind of wanted to stay within that context, and, <clears throat> yeah. and 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 so that was that brought up another thing was. When I was talking to him, is, uh, I said, you know, the it's, context is really important. You know, I mean, it's not just the, the scenario of, of what you're doing. It's the context of, of why you're training. So, like, when we were rolling, uh, we weren't uh, hitting each other. So, oh. oh, right. Of course not. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, so that was the thing. It's like, okay, so the context is if, if I was in this situation and for some reason I was on the ground and the guy was trying to grapple me, I probably wouldn't try and grapple. Uh, I mean, it, at one point, you know, he was in the mound, and so you know, I mean, I, I grabbed his head and just like moved it, boom. And I mean, I grabbed him by the throat and I moved, which is what I one of the things that I would probably do because I wanted to get their their body weight off of him. It's it's not, and I, his eyes got, got a little wide, like what the hell are you doing? I was like, okay, well, I can yeah. do that, you know. But his from a striker's perspective, I'm like, well, his head's really close, you know, and then and then his groin is really close, and and yep. then you know. And then their ghee are you know kind of loose. They don't tie him off, right? So his ghee came open, and I'm like, and there's you know, I can grab his nipple and twist that back. Right <laughs> off. And, and I, I, I was yeah. thinking of all the things that I would have done. And so then you know, this, that's within my context. I was like, well, okay, well, I can do this. If I can get his head down close to my leg, I can knee him in the head. You know, and and so, but then the flip side is, he you know. He, his stance is, I guess, their school is very self-defense oriented too. So maybe he's training up for that. So, the then my my next thought of, of context was like, okay, well, using this in a defense situation, and, and you know, learning how to defend against it is like, I kind of go, okay, well, of of all the Brazilian jiu-jitsu people that I that I've ever met, I don't think I I've talked to any of them that would attack somebody. Yeah, I mean, I, right. I, I, I've never seen even guys that are like mixed martial arts dudes. I guess would would not would not be like okay, and then somebody goes like, give me your money or whatever, and then I would tackle them, you know? yeah, <laughs> and take them to the ground. And I mean, I'm sure there's probably some of them out there, and I'm sure maybe some of you guys are listening to the show. And if so, please email us at karatecafe at gmail.com. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, you know, I was like, so the context of like a being in the grapple of of you know like of someone coming in as I was. If I trained Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, there would be no, or I guess, from my standpoint, is like, it, and it, everyone's always says, well, you should understand how things work on the ground. So if you're ever on the ground, you understand how to do it. And I was like, but, but then using that context of I've never seen anyone use Jiu-Jitsu offensively, you know. I was like, okay, well then, right. I because I wouldn't be in a grapple with somebody if somebody attacked me. And they took me to the ground. I mean, I just—it's—I understand maybe falling to the ground, because that was one of the things he said, you know. And it's kind of one of my, you know, uh, nuance and context sort of things where uh, a friend of mine was talking. He was studying judo and jujitsu, and he's like, "Yeah, man, you know, they say you ninety know, percent of all the fights end up on the ground." I said, "Yes, the ground guys will tell you that because that's what they're selling."
2: Right. Well, not only that, but I mean, I, I think the the biggest consideration and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about as far as, um, expanding your, your knowledge of martial arts and things like that is that, um, the, the world, a lot of the world is made of concrete. And so to, to when you're, when you're grappling at your school you're not necessarily thinking about that. And in real life it's a big factor and and it's not just a, oh, I'm gonna um, you know, you you want to make sure not to hit your head when you fall, but it's also a um if if you've got somebody on the ground and they can simply gee, I I, I don't you know, they're 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 holding my arm, so I can't get a, a good in a good range for an elbow or whatever. And, and even if I hit them, it doesn't hurt very much cause it's not done with very much strength, but it's not really about that. It's about what's on the backside of your head, which is a solid chunk of concrete getting, getting bounced off the, the, the hard surface. And that yeah. is, is one of those things where, you know, obviously you don't want to expose yourself to, to doing that. <laughs> In a practice situation, but it's also good to be aware of
1: it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we had you know all manner of you know mat burns and whatnot on our knees and whatnot. And if you're doing that on concrete, that's not going to be a mat burn. That's going to be you know hematoma yep. or whatever it is contusion. Right. So, uh, so there's there's all that the arguments for that, and uh, and then also like my, my long-standing uh, thing with someone is. You know, when you're you're grappling, is like you know, eventually you have to let them go. Yep. You know, and so you know, one of the things he talked about is like, okay, you know, if I'm if we're escaping, this is how we get back up to our feet. And so they had uh, a you know, and a process for getting back up to their feet and and staying defensive and and staying. I was like, okay, well, that's great. That means that they're acknowledging the fact that you don't really necessarily always want to be down there. and so and, – and the reason – and the way they use their legs within that, first off, kind of reminded me of a hooba drill or maybe like a sticky, sticky hands drill of like, you know, mm-hmm. keeping people from getting in their guard. But then, you know, like they, they pull their leg back pretty sharply to get it underneath them so they can stand up. I'm like, oh, that's the same as our kicking theory. You know, get it in, get it out. Uh-huh. You, know, bring it, you know, bring it back into your core so that way your, your balance is all in one spot. And I was like, oh, so there's another, you know – thing. And then, uh, you know, last night I said, okay, here's a, this technique that you showed us, uh, for a choke is kind of the same way that we open up a lot of our kata, you know? And he's like, oh, okay. So, uh, he had a good time and you know he said, you know, we, we picked it up pretty quickly, which we kind of had a leg up relative to some other systems. But, uh, but I think that it's kind of a good road to take to, you know, if you have this sort of resource, like I have a coworker that, that likes to do it and then, you know, or a seminar or something, just like we were talking about, you know, earlier in the show. Go somewhere else, just so you can see the same and look for the same concept, apply it a different way, and maybe you'll understand a little bit better. You'll you'll get a, a deeper appreciation for, you know, like, like we were talking about uh, them stepping up. And I said, "Look, see what he's doing with his leg right there." And all my students were like, "What?" And then finally one of them said, "Oh, he's pulling it back really quick." Yeah, because yeah. that's one of the things that he was talking about was uh, he says if your hands are out they're there to get locked. You know, you're going to someone, someone's going to arm bar it. Somebody's going to do whatever their targets. Yeah. He so, said, you know, keep your hands in kind of close. And I was like, Oh, cause you know, that's what he's talking about, you know, retracting your hands and get them in close to your body. So you can do punches and joint locks and stuff like that. I was like, well, there's the application. That's that application of the concept in their system that reflects back on ours. You know, so there's yeah. another good reason not to leave it out because one of these jiu guys will grab it and, and ruin your day. Yep. So, um, uh anyway but yeah great workout great fun you know and it's really nice because sometimes you know uh our you know the martial arts mission martial arts community gets kind of uptight and like you know mixed martial arts guys can can kind of get a a rap of you know it was in the news recently some mma fighter beat up his girlfriend and you know allegedly you know uh yeah and and, and so and jujitsu itself kind of it doesn't necessarily foster, but it, it kind of has that sort of like you know, not so savory badass, you know, and, and and also, you know, the they're bore bulletproof, and everybody else is junk. Yeah, but it's it's nice to like meet people that oh no, they're not. They're just they're just like us. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it's like the exchange program.
2: Well, and I think too that there's as 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 we've seen. Um, there's all di- just just like real people. Um, there's all different kinds of martial artists, and um, I think that some personalities have a tendency to drift towards uh, particular styles, and a lot of times you, you you get what you get,
1: you know. So yeah, yeah, and I, and I guess in awesome, from 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 a very personal, very personal standpoint, this is a very. A very special episode of Karate Campaign. Uh, the uh, you know the as as an instructor, you know, I had him here at my school, I had him here with my students, and I was like, okay, we're doing this thing, and he owned me all over the place. I mean, you know, he he'd he my butt, you know, relative in, in a jiu jitsu standpoint, from a jiu jitsu standpoint yeah. and I you know I I, you know, I jokingly told my students that don't forget, I'm still a badass at karate <laughs> And then when they stopped laughing, I said, okay, and you also pay me to teach you, so shut up. So who's the fool? Ha-ha. ha uh, that's right. But, uh, you know, but when I was like, I was I was willing to, I mean, I I knew that, that that is, if there's a weak, if there's, on the list of the weak parts of my of my system, it's ground fighting because I just don't enjoy it and I don't want to stay down there any longer than I want. And I think I can equip myself pretty well from a, an average sort of uh, standpoint and, uh, and so, but well, I, mean, and I, I just have to swallow my pride and be like, okay, I'm going in there because I want to learn this. I want to learn some stuff. And so, as a right. martial artist, we also have to be able to go like, okay, well, I'm going to go learn something that I don't know about, and I'm probably going to look stupid.
2: Or, well, and you know what? I mean, I think that it um, it's also an example of uh you as as an instructor you should be more to your students than just someone that can kick their ass and if if that's all you are then i i think that your instruction is lacking something so the the second um somebody walks into your school and you know kicks your ass uh, if <laughs> then all your students go oh well see ya You can't, you can't handle the, 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 I don't know, pick any MMA guy, you know, (laughs) like uh, somebody that's been doing MMA for 10 years comes into your school and, and, and challenges you to a a, a duel and you end up losing. Um, If that's, if everybody's going to walk away from you, then um, that I think says a lot about your instruction because if the only reason, and I don't know, maybe if, if your school is the kind of school where the only reason that they're there in the first place is to learn to kick people's ass, then fine. But yeah, <laughs> um, I, I know that any school I have, that's, that's, that's not the only reason that people would, would come.
1: Yeah. If they haven't figured that part out, then, then yeah. You know, right. Then, uh,
2: then good riddance kind of.
1: Right. But, um, yeah, I you know. So, you know, in, uh, in, uh, uh but, but but it helped us all, you know, like identify some stuff. Like one of my students was couldn't do a throw that because she just didn't have the the leg strength or whatever to to do it over. And it really wasn't, I really didn't have that much to do with leg strength. But um, yeah, she just started like a month ago. So uh, you know, that's that's part of the thing. Is like, look, you know, you, you had frustrations with it, and I've been doing martial arts for almost thirty years, and I couldn't do it. See, so yeah, so it's okay. But if we work on it, we'll be able to get it done. You know, so I think uh, as an instructor, it's a good thing to show you know that your students that you know you're human, and you have to learn stuff too. You know, I talk about it all the time about learning kata, like the kata that I'm learning now for uh, you know the next next level or whatever. You know, I'm struggling with it just just like they're struggling with the first kata that they're learning or the third or fourth kata they're learning. It's like I have to practice this too. You know, yep. I have to practice all the other stuff as well. So you know, because I have to practice enough to be able to teach you, but then I also have to practice this. And then look, I got this guy who's coming in and teaching me something I have no idea on. So, um, but yeah. you know, it's it it was good. It was fun, and uh, and I appreciated uh, the opportunity uh, to to train with him And you know, we'll probably train a little more in the future. And uh, you know.
2: It just looks like it looks like a lot of work to me.
1: It does. It's a lot
2: of work. I went. I went into a couple of schools because I was. I was thinking about taking it when I moved back to Grand Rapids because there was a school right around the corner, and I mm. thought, man, that would be really convenient. And I went in there and I I watched for maybe twenty minutes, uh, and the the windows were solid steam. But but by, by the time I was ready to get out of there, and everybody was covered in sweat, and yeah. I thought. Nah, I think uh, maybe when I was twenty, that would be great. But
1: well, <laughs> I don't and that, know if And I... that's actually what I told them because uh, when I lived in Hawaii, that's when Healthnet opened up the school in Hawaii, and that's kind of when you know it was starting to blow up and everything. And so they had like a, I don't know, like a four or six month waiting list, and, and the uh, the classes were, I think they were like a hundred something bucks, and this was back you know in the nineties, right? So yeah, uh, I was like. Well, screw that, you know, and 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 knowing, Ah. and I I was actually talking with them, and said, and knowing what I know now, I was a showdown back then. I said, uh, knowing what I know now, I was like, if I just said, like, okay, I'll sign up for the waiting list because I know with the churn, (laughs) the waiting list probably uh, won't be that long. uh, You know that that I probably would have gotten into classes sooner, and I think then you know I was in my late twenties or whatever, so I probably would have enjoyed doing it. I mean, I, I enjoy doing it now from a technical standpoint, but I probably would have enjoyed really, like, perfecting the, 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 uh, the techniques and stuff more so than, than I do now. I mean, there was, there was a, a, an escape from, from the mount that I just couldn't do because I couldn't get my legs, like, up, stretched, you know, in close to my body enough to, to do it because my legs just weren't stretched that way. I'm 45 years old. And uh, I just, yeah. and like, oh, I can't, but then I just, you know, put my knee you know, did like an elbow shot into the, into the side of the knee and the knee moved out of the way and I could move my arm out, my, my leg out real easy. So I was like, okay, see, so this is what we can do. I can't make it work this way, but I can hit you and that'll move, you know? Yeah. So, so it was a good time all around and I, and I appreciate it. And, uh, and again, just like with, with Robert, it's like, you know, go and explore. And, and and if I took anything away from doing it, it's not that i i I learned a couple of escapes from the mount and I learned some stuff and and again, if I don't really practice them that much it's it's all gonna go away. but the concepts that I learned relative to my style you know will help me down the road
2: yeah absolutely and uh you know it's uh, even things like uh doing yoga and stuff like that it all it all helps
1: yeah yeah absolutely uh stretching and, and it just you know
2: Body mechanics, body mechanics, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, understanding how far you can go and how far your body won't go, and you know how far you can put somebody. Yep. Yeah, it's that. It's all tied in. It's all. It all works. Mm-hmm. And speaking of down the road, I think that's a pretty good, pretty good episode. I appreciate the the input from. Oh yeah, our, for sure. From from the listeners, I appreciate the questions and the emails. I uh, appreciate the uh, the people who have joined the, the Facebook page and uh, and whatnot. We appreciate the people who have gone to Amazon. There's been a few people that bought stuff at Amazon, uh, and so we're going to get those mad Amazon ducats rolling in pretty soon. Um, and appreciate that. And again, <laughs> I, I, we you can always forego your cafe for Karate Cafe, and you know, take it. That's right. Take your coffee money and, and, and donate it at uh, go to karatecafe.com. Click on the donate uh, button and and do that. And uh, we will do our best to keep these shows coming. Uh, Absolutely. Oh uh, yeah, go to Piranha Gear and buy some Brazilian jiu. Maybe I'll ask Bill to give me a, a Brazilian jiu jitsu gi now. So,
2: Ooh, then, there you go. The
1: next time the guy comes, I'll be like, "All right, let's go."
2: All right, now I'm ready. So, so you can. I wasn't, be- I wasn't ready for you before. That's, That's right. That was a problem.
1: I didn't have the right the right the right. Gear, you didn't have the right so gear. I need to get that and a, a tap out shirt and I'll get a sleeve. Oh, there you go. I get one of those sleeve tattoos. And I'll get one of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure.
2: Just, just the magic marker.
1: Right, exactly. With smiley faces and you know, little pony, you know, tattoos. Uh By the way, uh, so uh, Robert Nadez, thank you for the uh, the input, and uh, Dan, thanks for the conversation once again.
2: You are welcome. Thank
1: you. Thank you, and we will talk to you all again very soon.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Karate Cafe. You can join the conversation by emailing us at KarateCafe at gmail.com. Call our comment line at 469-844-5791 or log into to the forum at KarateCafe.com. Remember, you can support the show by visiting our sponsor, PiranhaGear.com, or shopping at Amazon through our link, KarateCafe.com slash Amazon, or donate at KarateCafe.com. I'm Steve Henderson, proud supporter and voice talent for Karate Cafe. If you or someone you know needs an effective voice for a film, television, radio, or new media web project, contact me at Voiceovers at gmail.com or call me at 404-314-8400. Once again, thanks for listening to Karate Cafe.